0: To a very hot, 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 hot day. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. This is Love Babs Love Talk. It is hot out there. <laughs> I love every bit of it, although it's the humidity. I know people whine about the humidity. I know, I know. But just think, like five more weekends, we're we gonna be in the fall. <laughs> we're gonna be. It's gonna be fall. So just. Suck it up, princesses, and enjoy, enjoy it. I know, you know what it does? It slows you down. The the heat slows you down, and it really makes you consider where you gotta go. I get it, I get it, I get it. I don't mind it, though, because I know when winter comes, I'm gonna be dreaming about sitting on my porch drinking ice water (sighs) when it's cold, when it's biting, bitter, cold. You can't even see your thoughts. <laughs> I'm just saying, I like it. I had a good weekend. Lovely weekend. You know, I, the weekends. I, I I I was telling my daughter, uh, my 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 oldest daughter, Brianna. I said, you know, I get to the weekends now. Even though every day feels like a weekend to me, like every day is a weekend weekend. But there's something about the weekend weekend weekend. That really just, it's just, it's just in us, right? The weekend, weekend, weekend is in us. I don't care how great your job is every single day. There's something about a weekend that just, you just change. Your attitude changes. You look, you just get different. So I was telling her, I said, you know, I'm trying to make these weekends right through in here more relaxed. You know, like I I don't, first of all, I don't grocery shop on the weekends. I leave that for all the people who can't do it during the week. I could grocery shop during the week, no problem. I can run all my errands during the week. I don't have to be in anybody's stores or shops during the weekend because I I have flexibility to do it during the week. So that's what I do. I like doing it during the week because the only people out are, are, you know, the stay-at-home mommies and elderly people, which I'm I'm in closer to that camp than I am in the new mommy camp. I'm I'm far away from the new mommy camp. I'm close to the senior citizen camp. Uh, and I like it. So anyway, so I said to her, you know, I try to eat. I try to have my weekends go easy because during the week I am constantly, you know, doing stuff. I, you know, I chair some boards. I sit on some boards. I'm responsible for some things. You know, so my my intellect is always on. So when the weekends come, I can put all that down, which is, which is really what weekends are for. I can just put it down. So I'm not in a hurry to get anywhere, or do anything, even if I have to go to some event. Um, it's it's not the same as if, uh, you know, if I was going during the week. And I try to go to very little stuff on the weekends, honestly. Uh, unless, you know, unless it's like, you know, the Arts and Ideas Festival and everything really happens on the weekend. Well, not not that's not true, but bigger things happen on the weekends. So I just try to slow down and and this has helped me with, um, you know, reading, reading more books. I've been powered, powering through my reading stacks. Uh, and I and I this is such a I such I such love doing that. Uh, I'm on a reading tear right now and, uh, I'm like four books deep. I'm about to finish. I was trying to finish. Um, this would be my undoing, um, last night. I- I'm down to like the last chapter. I couldn't do it. I was tired. And, uh, and, uh, so I went in the house and I thought, well, I'll read it in the bed. But when I get into bed, uh, I, I'm not, I prefer not to read in bed. Uh, it's just not comfortable to me. I prefer to sit in a chair to read, you know. Um, very few books I want to read in bed, very, very few. Um, uh, and I don't, I don't know what that is. Like, I don't have a, I don't have a real explanation on why. I, I, I read in bed, don't get me wrong, I, I do it. It's just not my favorite thing. My favorite thing is to sit in a comfortable chair. But once I get this house organized, God knows that my goal is to not walk into the new year with my closet in my dining room. Well, I can't say that it's going to be in the dining room, but everything else I could fix, uh, make it look a little more lived livable. But anyway, uh, I, I would get a comfy chair. That would be my reading chair. So I could leave my books right there. Cause you know what I do when, I, if I read it in bed, Uh, because now I I read on the porch so I take my book to the porch and then bring it back in and take it to the porch bring it back in so I prefer I like sitting outside reading that's that's my favorite thing to sit on the porch and read and actually I was trying to get in the habit of reading in the mornings so we'll see we'll see how that goes I'll figure that out it's too hot to do that now I mean even I know that it's too hot to be out there trying to uh, I haven't walked since the heat wave started because my team like Mm-mm, not good for it. not the air quality is not good <laughs> I was like do you know I live in the hood what are you talking about <laughs> air quality in the hood ain't ever good uh, but they were like no don't don't do it so I have things that I could do in the house that I have not done either so what's the more of this story procrastination is a real thing uh, it's a real thing so but anyway it is hot I've been drinking a lot of lemonade. We had a good time on the porch. Um, You know, good time on Friday night, a good time. It's always a good time. You know, it's always, it's just always a good gathering of folks. You know, good gathering of folks. We had a good time. uh, We had a good time Friday. Uh, Saturday was very, very chill. Very, very chill. Um, uh, A couple of folks dropped by. Hey, Mike Moran, Alvin and um, uh, Lauren. I can't wait to go to Lauren's new space, um, Possible Futures. I just, like the, the, I just like the name of the bookstore, Possible Futures. I like that. that. That just means anything could be real and possible. So I'm excited about that. Um, so yeah, so it was great to see people Saturday. I chill, it was a very chill Saturday. And then Sunday, you know, folks came over. Christine Bartlett, Josie brought me some daggone tomatoes, and rum. They must have a case of rum at their house, <laughs> because every time she comes, she brings me a bottle of rum. I still have the rum my—I still have the rum she brought me for my birthday. But that one is a, a special edition uh, rum that they don't even—they don't even make that anymore. The bottle was a special edition. So, um, but I—I—you I, know—I'm a rum drinker. I love it. I love it over ice. You know, a good spiced rum. And it's not heavily spiced, it's just enough, it's just enough sweetness. You know, it's like it's like it's like bourbon extra. That's how that's how I think of it. Like bourbon extra. It's a little sweeter, still that caramely flavor. I love it. So, yeah. So Ife came over, Jonathan came over. Jonathan has been um sharing with us his favorite wines, like blueberry, blackberry, and a sangria. And I must say, I, you know, I, I typically typically do not like sangria in a bottle because I oftentimes it's too sweet because, you know, American palates, everybody grew up on Kool-Aid, everybody white, black, otherwise, everybody's grown up on Kool-Aid. So the wine industry understands that and caters to that, right? So when you drink some of these wines, they're sweeter than they ought to be because they're playing to an American palate. Which loves sweeter things, so I was pleasant I was pleasantly surprised that um this this sangria was not a sickening sweet sangria <laughs> i I don't like sickening sweet things. It makes my teeth float, right? so anyway, uh so that was so that's been good so so the the, the, the guys that run the basketball tournament down the street at Bassett Park when they have leftover food, you know, cause they fry fish, they have steak, they whatever, whatever it is, the week that they're doing it, they always bring some back for the porch, which is very nice of them. So this week it was steak, which was very nice. So I threw it in the oven, threw some Worcestershire sauce on it, tossed the arugula salad with little cucumbers. I have these wonderful Italian cucumbers, tossed it with a little, uh, lemon juice, aminos, I love aminos, um, lemon juice, aminos, and a little olive oil. I just tossed a salad with a little cucumbers, uh, Italian cucumbers, red onions, and arugula. It was so, it was, you know, this is, this is such, a, such a good Sunday night, easy dinner on the porch. It was yummy, 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 yummy. So, and then good wine. And then good conversation. Lots of good conversation. Lots of good conversations last night, you know. So, oh, thank you to my girl, Jeanette Owens in Ohio, who sent me a wonderful, wonderful new pillow for the porch. Now, if you follow me on, on all the social media, not all. If you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, you saw it. Uh, it's, a, it's a colorful pillow. And it says, uh, let's see, says my name, Bazzarol's Ivy. Come sit on the porch with us. The drinks are cold. The friendship is free. I love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. So I think Harry Joseph's somewhere in the ether. He'll pop in or not. Um, You know, he's always got 50 million things to do on a Monday to get ready uh, for shows that come after mine. So he's getting his Monday started. So I'm I'm doing my thing tomorrow. I've got um Steve Ham coming on. Got his book. He dropped he dropped it off at the porch. The Pivot: Addressing Global Problems Through Local Action. Steve Ham. This is a good time to be talking about climate stuff. You know. Uh, So oh, and he signed it too. I love when people sign their books. I love when they sign their books. So, so I'm going to talk to him tomorrow, and uh, and hear about hear about why uh, this is important, you know, uh, and 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 how we can make this the 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 world more sustainable and resilient. You ask black people; we know how to do it. <laughs> there, there's nobody on the planet more sustained and resilient than black folks. I'm just here to tell you so. I I came across an interesting uh, bit of information. I was watching the news over the weekend. And they were saying in New York, upstate New York, that polio, they have some cases of polio. And I I thought we had eradicated polio in the world through vaccines. But apparently there are people who have never been vaccinated because they don't believe in it. Um, And there seems to be a, a, a uptick in it. So the New York health department is saying that hundreds of people may be infected with the polio virus. I'm like, what, how, how is that even possible? You can't even get into school without those vaccines. But they found the polio virus in the New York wastewater because, you know, you know, here in Connecticut, we was the ones that started looking at wastewater to figure out what the hell is going on with viruses and sickness and illness. So so now everybody's doing it, which is which is a good thing. Um, so they, they're they're They found it in the Rockland County sewage. And I'm thinking to myself. What? I know people don't people must have forgotten what it was like before the polio vaccine when people were uh crippled with this I was like I I don't know I, I don't I I I get people have a real dislike for the government telling them what they can and cannot do I I I understand that on a lot of levels i do but when what you do impedes encroaches messes with other people's ability to live free then you then what you're doing can't be what you're doing you have to find some other way to express yourself and live free because the you there has to be a sense of I have to do my part to make sure that we are all well. I, I find that just daunting. I, I I find that daunting. And it and and it 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 makes me nervous on top of monkeypox and on top of COVID still with us, on top of all the other daggone things that um, people are experiencing. It's just, it's just a, I mean, it's an ancient virus. Like, what are we doing as people? I I just don't, I, I don't think people understand that we are, we are really setting a course for our own extinction. That we are setting, we are charting a honest to God course for our own extinction. If we are not, if we don't take care of this planet, if we don't take care of each other, if we don't vaccinate ourselves against these forces that are out there, that we are going to be off this planet. It's not going to take long for us to ex- extinct ourselves. We gonna put our put humans on the extinct uh, the you know that list that they have when when you know there's like two animals left on the planet. <laughs> Of a, of a certain species. And they're like, oh shoot, <laughs> let's capture them and put them in captivity. See if we can make them in captivity so we can grow this population. Now, listen, I, I don't I don't know if that's gonna work for humans, but I mean, they, they did it in slave, slave, in slave times because <sighs> that's what they was doing. They was breeding black people. It was like, we gonna make our own slaves. Right. I know white people don't like to hear this. They don't like it because it, it just makes them sad and sick, you know, and they don't want to be responsible. I'm not claiming none of that. Well, let's, let look at here, partner. Look at here. Descendants of colonizers. <laughs> your peoples was treacherous. Uh, your peoples was treacherous. I mean, that's what it was. It was whole. It was whole breeding farms for slaves and they didn't care if they put you with your mammy or your son or your grandfather that if you, if you look like the kind of stock that they wanted to breed, like you breed horses and cows and all the other animals on the farm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It was done. There's records of this, there's, and it's shameful. And, you know, honestly, black people in this country. If we, if we thought about this more deeply, we are probably all related. Our DNA will probably connect us to each other in ways that we can't even imagine because of the breeding that went on and the raping and the, all of that. Um, but we're gonna extinct ourselves out of, off this planet particularly if we can't get a hold on climate change. You know, I, I think people have to, I think people are starting to really understand what is happening. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I get a sense that people are starting to sort of say, there's something to this climate change, you know, because these record heats in the, in the, in the West, these floods, these storms, and did you see? People were killed by lightning in DC over the weekend. Like, what? And you know, I think people forget lessons about when I was a kid, I was taught when a storm comes up, you get your ass in the house, you turn off stuff. Right? Did you anybody learn that? I learned that. My grandmother didn't mess around. She was like, get in the house, turn off the lights, turn off the radio, you let God do his work. And none of us got stuck by, struck by lightning. So these people out here, I'm going to say white people, because I'm pretty sure white people, outside trying to capture stuff or finding the beauty in it. I get it. I get it. But when they tell you to take cover, that means you too. Like, that means get off the streets. <laughs> get off the streets. Yikes. So I, that must be a terrible way to die. I, I don't know a good way to die. I, I'm not going to claim a good way to die. I guess the, the, the absolute best way to die is to just go to bed one night after a good ass party or good sex and just go to sleep and then never wake up. That's those are the only two ways I want to go. <laughs> I want to, I want to have gone to a good-ass party where champagne was flowing and the food was great and the music was pumping and go to bed and never wake up or be in the arms of a paramour after some late-night sheet wrestling and go out that way. I mean, if 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 God is asking... <laughs> If God is asking how I, perhaps Rose Ivy would like to go, that would be my answer. I don't have no other answer. I don't want to. I don't want to fall to my death. I don't want to be impaled by a sword. I don't. I want to. I don't want to fall down. I don't want any. I don't want no freak stuff. I don't want an anvil to fall on my head. I don't. I want any of that. I want to. I want to two two ways. Two ways, two ways. That's 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 what I'm giving you. Two ways. Now, (laughs) I don't really, I don't really control any of that. But if I could, if you're asking Lord, God, that would be my answer. (laughs) That's it. it. That is it. That is it. That is it. That is it. So. Ah, yeah. Let's see. Oh, happy birthday, um, Mayor Tony Harp. Her birthday was uh, last week. And so many good well wishes on social media. So many well wishes, so many memories of events and all of that. And uh, so let me just say happy birthday to her. Um, I I thought you were a fine mayor, and I thought you were an amazing state senator. Um, and I thought uh, um, uh, that you should have stayed in the mayor's job as long as you wanted to stay in it. That's I. I don't care what anybody says uh, about well, she should have went. Whatever, whatever. N- nobody said that to John De Stefano. He left when he was ready to go. No shade to John De Stefano, but he left when he was like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm done. Nobody said that to him. If they did say it, so what? But they, people would like to whisper, oh, you know, she stayed a, too long, a term too long. What, what does that even mean? What? What? We, we got mayor now who's mediocre, who's in there a, a, a whole t- first term too long. <laughs> Into a second term? Ugh. Anyway, that's just my lament. But happy birthday, Mayor Tony in harp happy birthday uh you know oh and uh ah happy birthday to uh sheila bell Um, today is her birthday thank you karen debose walton for reminding us i came across some pictures of her the other day in my phone in my my in my you know my my phone saved and uh uh happy birthday yeah uh she is missed she was a lot of fun you talk about somebody who was a lot of fun she absolutely was a lot of fun and she is missed and smart as a whip and southern is all get out (laughs) so happy birthday to her happy heavenly birthday to her and that's it, you know, as summer is winding down and teachers are getting ready to go back to uh, 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 school, back into the classroom. Uh, I feel for y'all. <laughs> oh God, that is too funny. I, uh, I, I don't have any kids in school like I don't have any kids in school and uh so i'm I'm always trolling these parents i there's no back to school backpacks there's no back to school anything no books, no supplies, no paper towels <laughs> i don't have to I don't have to do any of that I don't have to do any of that so I'm like yay. I'm so glad. But to all the folks that got to get their kids back to school in uniforms and not in uniforms, um, I, I hope teachers are in a good place. I hope kids are in a good place. I hope their school year goes um, smooth and wonderful and that they get some learning and and it's everything that it should be for them. That's That's what but i tell you what I won't be. I won't be anybody's PTA. I'll tell you that. And I won't be at a, any, any kid awards things either. Mm-mm. And I'm not coming to read in your classroom. You am not do any of that. <laughs> I just need 10 years of not doing any of that. Solid 10 years, just 10. I don't want to do any of that right now. I'll come back to it when I'm what is it? When I'm 69, I'll, I'll be ready to, I'll be ready to uh, come back to it. Uh, you know, the Obamas are on Martha's Vineyard because it's the, I think the 25th anniversary of the, the film, the African American Film Festival, and so the Obamas. I mean, they, you know, they have, a, they have a, they have a, little spot on the Vineyard anyway, but they showed up for the, um, for the film festival because they're there. And um there's a good chance they may show up for the jazz festival too. Cuz I've been alerted. And I was like, "Okay, cool." Cool, cool, cool. So I don't I don't know what that will I mean, security will be tight and it'll be crazy, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine, you know. I mean, who doesn't want to hear Samara Joy in person if you could do it? What that girl is incredible. She is my great love. Like, I, I'm just so happy. You know, when I, I had saw her, on on, I saw her on Facebook, like, on social media, and and, uh, I I posted it, and um my my good friend um Sarah saw it and she was like oh my god, she's like so she started looking for if she was in New York anywhere and found tickets and said let's go <laughs> and we were like let's go so we all just went uh and i you know i've been a fan ever since so i will follow her just about anywhere listen if, if i could afford it i would have went to italy and caught her in italy you know because after our set with us at, at birdland in new york um she went out to italy she's got a new cd a new album that drops Sometime in September, I think it's like September 21st or somewhere around there. And you could pre-order it. So I'm not gonna drag my feet, I'm gonna have it because I, I've got I've got the first album because I bought it at Birdland. I think I bought two because I think I was gonna gift one to somebody. And that's how I am. You know, I'll, I'll buy two things because you never know when you need to gift something to somebody. And uh, And I always like, things like that because uh, they're, first of all, they're interesting and people might not know who, who she is. So you give somebody that CD and it's really uh, something, you know, it's really something. So, yeah. So anyway, uh, I'll be on the vineyard Thursday through Sunday. I'll be there. And we'll we'll be at the jazz festival working it on Friday Saturday, and then uh, we come back on Sunday, and then uh, we're back here for a week, and then and then and then we're back to the vineyard for real vacation uh, for a week uh, Monday the twenty second through the through the weekend I think whenever through the weekend, so um, I'm looking forward to that because. Going to Martha's Vineyard is one of my favorite, favorite things. I just, I just love the way I feel free and happy there. You know, I just, I just feel free and happy. And, uh, and it just feels very black to me. I just feel very black there, you know? So, so people are there now, all kinds of people are there now because of the film festival and uh, all the HBCU meetups and the sorority and fraternity meetups. God knows there's a lot of us out there right now. And, and there are sororities and fraternities that have been doing this 40, 50 years. So it is part of, you know, I like the Morgan State people, the A&T people, uh, uh, the Spelman women. And oh gosh, it's all kinds of people. They just meet up you know your your class of 78 and class of 85 and you know that kind of stuff and and they do it every year like it's not like a one-off it's they are committed to this they meet up and they come from all over the place and they meet up on the vineyard with their line sisters and frat brothers and blah 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 and it's great you know it's great. So I, I I it's one of the times where I really love my sorority because I see so many of them, you know, <laughs> you see so many of them. It's such a it's such a delight. It's such a joy to, 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 you know, to just be a part of that kind of history. You know, it really it really is something to 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 know that, you know, these organizations have been around. For a hundred years plus, you know, and uh, and, they, and they and it's a proud legacy. I, I'm just in awe of it, you know, the the commitment and the time and the effort. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't I don't mind the bougie aspect of it. I don't. Who doesn't like bougie? Bougie and and ghetto fabulous all the same. It's fabulousness. Wherever you are, you know, wherever you are on the on, the, on, the, on the time-space continuum, you can ghetto fabulous or bougie, whatever it is, it's all the same. Everybody, everybody, listen, Black people are the architects of style and swag. We are, always have been. We are the architects of style and swag. Always, 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 always always, since Black people were discovered, <laughs> since, no, since people discovered Black folks, that we've always been the the, the the purveyors of cool and interesting and, you know, I mean, we have given the world jazz for God's sake and and fashion and and good-ass music and, I mean, we've just, and food, you know, everybody's all about this, everybody's all hot, this hot Korean chicken you know what that is? That was just Black GIs teaching Korean folks how to fry chicken. Oh my God! They ain't discovered that. <laughs> they were taught it. They, they, they didn't wake up saying, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna fry some hot chicken. We're gonna put some hot sauce to it, and we're gonna spice it." And we're gonna ah, uh-uh. American GIs taught them how to make that chicken. Come on. <laughs> And so it became a thing, it caught on. Can't nobody take credit for that but black people. <sighs> that's what I mean. That's why I, I know critical race theory. You don't want to hear it. I know. You're gonna get you're gonna get it though. So that's why that, oh, when you see all this hot chicken, that that's all that is. <laughs> Korean folks just learn learn, learn, learn how to fried chicken by black GIs. And and so now it's all the rage. And I was like, okay. <laughs> right? It's all the rage. So I'm just saying, you know, so y'all like that hot chicken if you want to. They've been eating it like that in Nashville forever and, and all the places. <laughs> Everybody got hot chicken. Hot chicken is is a staple. You know, so when you see the Korean barbecue chicken and Korean, that's just G- American GIs in the wars uh, t- taught folks how to do it. So. And it's just, you know, now they're making some money on it. Good for them. I ain't mad at them. If something works for you, it works for you. So so anyway that's that's my that's my culinary talk for the day <laughs> that's my culinary talk let me let me just say this uh, well while while I'm in the mood to talk about politics I, I want somebody to tell Maritza Bond you didn't need to create a, a ad trying to say that uh Stephanie doesn't doesn't work or whatever like You don't have to create an attack ad like that. You run it. You want the job. You run because in your heart, you believe like you're the best for it. You You don't have to try to call somebody else on what they did or didn't do to try to make yourself look more attractive as a candidate. You are an attractive candidate because you believe you have the skills and the intellect and the ability to do the damn job. I, I don't like these attack ass, particularly women of color. I, I don't like it. And that's a dangerous, that makes me not want to vote for you. It really does. It makes me not want to vote vote for you. And I hope it gets back to you that I said this. I don't know who listens over at City Hall. I don't, I don't know. But I want you to know that I, I didn't appreciate that. I didn't appreciate that. I might have voted for you and considered you, but that if you're going to be low down like that, that's not even cool. Like, I never understand these attack. And I feel the same way about Stefanowski, too, with this whole. The, the governor it, it started businesses in Tennessee and Tennessee is an anti-abortion state. And I'm like, that is a bridge too far. Did he start a business? Did the did the Lamont start a business yesterday? No. (laughs) At the time when he was starting a business, Connecticut was a difficult state to start a business in. Stop acting like that was not true. And stop acting like you are trying to tie him to some abortion stuff when he's already signed into legislation that we're not going to be a slave catcher state for women who come here seeking their reproductive health care. So I I know Stefanoski, I know people get desperate in these races and they think I'm going to just throw everything out there and see what sticks. You know, he started with the whole, I don't know, what's, whatever the scandal was, you know what, just stand on what you are going to do and diff and differentiate yourself based on your ability and what, you know, that's got to count. That's people that's got to resonate with people. I, 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 don't like attack ads. When I see them, I am personally offended because I'm thinking, why would you want to drag somebody through the mud to make yourself look like the better person? Because that, that's really what you're saying when you run these kinds of ads. Oh, they're trash. I'm not trash. But to me, you're trash when you do that. Just stand on who you are, And what you believe in. Just stand on that. That's got to count. That has got to be enough. If it's not enough, then this is not the role for you. I believe that. So when I see these, oh, she doesn't care, you know, Maritza Bond's little ad about, oh, she missed this, she missed that, she doesn't care. And And then you, and then you, and then you, and then they create this false narrative. And they pull things out of context and then they then they string it all together to make it look like she's nailing her own self into the coffin. And that's not true. Listen, I, I'm 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 gonna defend anybody who's being unfairly maligned. And I just think I just thought perhaps maybe Maritza Bond would be better than that. But you know, when people are desperate, they want to win so badly, you know, it's in within their you know, it's within their reach. They want to win so desperately that they'll say and do anything. I don't like that. I, I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I hope it gets back to her that I said it and she could be mad at me or whatever. And if she's mad at me, then that's very telling about her because I just really wanted to be like, you know what? Let me think about it Let me think about how I'm out there. You know, and whoever's advising her that this is a good idea is not put women don't got women don't have to be against women this way and and women of color definitely should not step into that arena now yes there there's a way to run uh, campaign ads that speak to your strengths and what you could do without without trying to show the other person in a bad light i don't know i don't know and then, and then everybody goes to the church talking about they christians and have a faith you don't have a faith when you when you're creating these ads like when does the faith part show up like when do you live into the faith part everybody's tout me you see everybody's walking to church everybody's sitting in the church everybody's like oh my pastor blah blah but <laughs> where, where is that when you were doing stuff like this like I don't I don't get it I just thought that was just a important taste and uh I don't think you need to do that if if I was running, I would I I just wouldn't do it, I just wouldn't do it, you know. And I know how to do it, cause I I I had a formidable opponent when I was an alderman, and 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 we did uh, uh, some really interesting, cool campaign ads, you know that were on on the attack, but it wasn't about his character, and it wasn't about you know uh, you know his whatever. It wasn't any. I wasn't gonna stand for that. And neither was my campaign folks, because they all had integrity. So, so no, we wasn't doing that. So I just, I just implore people to sort of just think about, you know, how do you want to be seen? You want to be that person? I don't know. I just feel some kind of way about that. I don't, I don't like it. And you know, uh, 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 I, I remember when I read Stephen Carter's book Civility some years ago. And I and I you know I dare say I I see it we we are lacking in civility on so many levels at this moment in time, uh, and I and I and I and it's I, Donald Trump is not the is not the not not the reason for it. He's just the catalyst. Do you know what I mean? Like we were already in that we were already building to that space. He just hit it out of the park, and so he created a, a bigger environment for people to just be assholes to each other do you know what I mean just just awful to each other and then and then people want to act like well that's how people no no people are not like that people are not like Donald Trump I know there are a lot of people are millions and millions and millions I am not naive millions millions but that can't be that can't be the standard of how we want to um That can't be uh, the standard for how we want to be in the world. Do you know what I mean? <sighs> so I'm just saying, we can be better. We can, we can rise above, you know. We could, we could, when they go low, we could go high. <laughs> and it's hard. Going high is not easy. It's not easy. It is not easy. And I'm not talking about turning the other cheek. That is, I'm not in that space. I'm not turning the other cheek. But but I will say um, that you can take a pause and and not meet people with the same kind of foolishness that they come at you with. You know, so you don't have to turn the other cheek, but you don't you don't have to uh, take nobody's mess either. You know what, what does James Brown say? Papa don't take no mess. <laughs> you don't got to take no mess. I'm saying, don't take no mess. But there is a way to sort of meet vitriol with with not so much vitriol, but, you know, a, a, diff, a diff, differing demeanor. You know, one that says, no, I'm not going to take your mess. No, you're not going to steamroll over me. No, I'm not going back down. There's all kinds of ways to do that. So anyway, I just... I just wanted to say that about that campaign stuff because you know, we have children watching and, and if, we, if we believe children are the future and, and the song says, uh, children, are, teach them well and let them lead the way. So we, we, to teach them well means at every turn. So you, you, you don't want to send the message when by any means necessary. I mean, unless, you know, it's the Hunger Games. Is that what we're doing? So. uh, The Hunger Games. So I just hope somebody tells her I said this. Because <laughs> I don't like it. And I, when I saw it, I was struck by it. And, you know, somebody brought it up to me on the porch and asked me what I thought of it. And at first I had to, and then I, and I was like, oh, yeah, that annoyed me too. So it was a good conversation about that. A few days ago, like last 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 week, it wasn't a recent conversation, but a few days ago. A few weekends back, and I and it slipped my mind. I, I didn't write it down that I wanted to talk about it, but I wanted to talk about it today. I didn't want it to uh, leave my mind. So... So, yeah. So hopefully, uh, you know, the election is tomorrow. Tomorrow is the primary. And, you know, I, this is what I cannot stand. Everybody loves to say, well, historically, the primaries, you know, you, every time you say that, you talk it into, into, into truth. Every time people start that, well, the primaries are historically, blah, blah. You, you talk, you, you, you bring it into fruition. Letters spell words. Words are spells. Spells become reality. So stop casting these spells. Just stop doing it. Get out people to vote. Make this election the election as if there's no other election. Just get people out. Look, we need you to get out. And I know there are some folks who think A low voter turnout bodes well for them, and historically it has, I guess. But we can change that dynamic and that narrative if we choose to do so, if we have the will to do so. I know it is exhausting and hard, I know. (laughs) But this this is our democracy we're talking about, and all politics is local, all of it. All of it is local. So why we get hyped up about what is going on in Washington? What is going on, 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 on your streets and towns where you live, main streets and Elm streets? And you know, where, where are, what street are you on and what is happening? <laughs> you know, I don't know what it'll take to get people inspired to vote. I, I don't, I really don't know. To me, the fact that black people uh, took great pains and loss of life for this thing called voting and exercising their right to vote by any means necessary is the reason why i vote i vote i get frustrated as af <laughs> god knows god knows i get frustrated with the cast of characters that parade before us doesn't stop me from voting never never comes out of my mouth that I will not vote I I I just it's just too sacred to me it's just too sacred and we are on the verge of losing it do you understand like I don't think people realize how close we are (laughs) to losing all these hard won gains. we are very close (laughs) and I vote because my ancestors couldn't vote. That's it. That's, that is my number one reason. I, the first time I voted, my grandmother, my mother, they took me to the polls and I voted. They went with me to register and they went with me, we voted. And at that, listen, this was in 81 when I was, yeah, I just graduated high school and I think I voted the next election. And at that time, my grandmother was already 70 something years old. So 40, so my grandmother would have been like 130 years old or something right now, if she was alive. So I I can't, I, I, every time I think about not voting, I see Eva C. Taylor's face, are you kidding me? This. Six foot two, six foot three woman. I think she might have been a little bit taller than that. Who was of of a a, 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 a a really interesting complexion? You know, talk about red bone. She wasn't light skinned. She was, I don't know what color this was, <laughs> but it was it was just like a beautiful sienna color, right? Just not not a dark color but a really like like a cafe au lait kind of vibe and high cheekbones which i have high cheekbones like my grandmother right on my father's side and she was just tall and statuesque and she was just amazing just she was just an amazing woman um so so i vote because of her i just and and everybody else you know anybody else and all the stories of people walking miles and miles and miles to try to vote and be turned away you know i vote because people had to read the damn constitution and understand it i vote because people were lynched for even to having the conversation about coming to vote so i i this is sacred to me it's just sacred to me and I, I just do it. I'm never going to not do it, you know. And, and I'm paying attention to all the ways in which they're trying to keep us from voting across this country, you know. And don't get it twisted. Connecticut is is not, you know, the bastion of good voting because, you know, we're we, we trying to fight to eliminate the, the all the barriers to getting an absentee ballot. And and all the barriers to early voting and uh, and you know all that kind of stuff. Like, come on. This this is our right. You know how many places in the world can't do this? That 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 don't have a democracy. And uh, please spare me. Oh, America's not a democracy. It's a autocracy. It's a shut up. We whatever you just. You, now you're just waiting in the weeds. I get it. I get it. Okay. All right, you may be right. So what? Okay, you may be right. You still got to vote. <laughs> vote. Still got to exor- vote. Still got to exercise your right to vote. And I don't care if you don't like anybody. I don't care. Like. This is not American Idol. What the hell do you care? Listen. I don't need to like Chris Murphy to vote for Chris Murphy. I need to believe in what he stands on and his ability to get stuff done on behalf of me and the folks in this state and do it with integrity and goodwill and a genuine a respect and understanding of what he is doing. That's, that's what matters to me. I don't care. I don't, I, I don't know if I, I like him because I met him, spent time in his presence. But that that's neither here nor there. There's a whole lot of people I like who I don't want representing me. All right, we coming up on the call letters. <laughs> coming up on the call letters, and PSA, PSA, and call letters, so we can tell people to get vaccinated and be safe out there in these streets. And do I? I've been feeling really sick and found out I tested positive for COVID.
1: Are you vaccinated?
0: No, I feel like everyone
2: is bound to get it at some point anyways.
1: I had COVID, but since I'm vaccinated, I didn't experience any symptoms. When you're feeling better, I would consider getting the vaccine to protect yourself and others. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective, and it improves people's lives. Thanks to this vaccine,
0: There is less spread and fewer symptoms reported by those who get infected. Now everyone over the age of six months can get it, and no appointment is necessary. Find out more at nhvvax.com, nhvvax.com. Make summer safer. Protect your family from COVID-19. Anyone over nine months old can get vaxed. No appointment necessary. Visit nhvvax.com, that's nhvvax.com, for everything you need to know.
3: I'm New Haven Health Director, Marissa Saban. If you or your family have COVID-19 symptoms or think you were exposed to someone with COVID, quarantine, stay home, and get tested on day five, if possible. If you have COVID, isolate, wear a mask, vaccinate, get boosted, and test it as needed. Those are the best ways to stop the spread of COVID. At this time, we are vaccinating everyone ages five and up. Stay safe, New Haven. For all, For all of us. Fun.
0: Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org.
3: away from your heart slowly enters in and then it claws you apart spark your flame until your fire explodes you won't be scared if you're led by the light and hope the drain.
2: And you were broken from the
4: side I seek companionship,
2: but you just seek the toll see I speak intelligence, but you just seek the knowledge see Sometimes I feel like I'm just Stay
1: Know a lot of pharmacists, no CVS Either it's the Uber or my GPS Damn sweetie, nice dress What was your address? Will Smith on the track, yeah, focused Digging on the fashion, digging on the roof Sammy Davis Jr., tapping ass is cool Don't approach me on the corner unless I'm digging you This be the cotton candy in the Cotton Club View Hands in the sky, yes, yes, y'all, I need that What we do to get high, yeah, I need that Everyone turn up, yeah, I need that I'm waiting for Boop to come back with the feedback Twitter popping and more fleek, I need that Amenities and pay trips, I need that Real lady with glow, yeah, I need that I'm waiting for crowds to give up, up the feedback My peoples is real, I got the vitamin D My brothers uptown, they got the vitamin D The East Coast boy, we got the vitamin D Catch me on the corner, got that vitamin D I'm up in the club, I got the vitamin D And life is a drug, I got that vitamin D it's no stripless, I got that vitamin D Used to be the green tea, but now it's vitamin D. D Taking them to church with that vitamin D Shorty still twerk for that vitamin D We all got needs, many varieties A storm's a storm, approach quietly NYC to my peoples in the bay Orange is the new black, but there's fifty shades of grey If you're caught up in the trap, boy you best to find a way With are from chilling on the block to courtside with MJ I'm real scrappy with mines. get on my level I help you get what you need if you a rebel I'm taking all bets, kid, I put the money up. Tiptronic in the whip, yeah, double clutch. Bass comes for you, ball like Charlie Hustle. Boutiques, bow ties, and I'm eating muscles. Ever so, yo, we need that feat. The sun don't chill, it be that vitamin D. People's is real, I got the vitamin D. My brothers uptown, they got the vitamin D. The East Coast boy, we got the vitamin D. Catch me on the corner, got the vitamin D. I'm up in the club, I got the vitamin D. And life is a drug, I got that vitamin D.
2: It's I got that vitamin D this is ESP but now it's fighting. see my boy right here yes yeah, my boy Antonio Limbo. make sure you say "bo" too <laughs> word on the street my boy been sad for a little minute now we all tried talking to him but don't nobody really know what's going on with him. So right now, Tonya was getting ready. Ooh, the ice cream is clean, my boy. Because today, for the first time, he's finally going to go to therapy. Who knows what folk about to say? Boy, he ain't even about to get into. Stick around and find out what my boy is going to do. So, Mr. Limbo.
4: I can't complain I've seen some things that's more strange
0: the second hour of love babs love talk on babs rolls ivy let me tell you i started watching the sandman on netflix because uh i i follow a uh writer scott woods and um and um he said you know waiting 30 years for the best miniseries ever so i started watching it because you know first of all i i like this kind of fantasy stuff right i love it in film so i i followed his lead and i watched the first four episodes i didn't sit and binge watch it like a crazy person i just first four episodes and i love it now uh all the reviews i saw have been really good except the usa today reviews i don't really get into reviews like that i mean i i know these folks have a job to do or whatever I don't tend to pay too much of attention to reviewers who I don't really know and, and, and don't like their opinions. So, so anyway, I watched, I loved it. I'm, I'm going to take my time with this, with this, uh with this series, this Netflix series. I don't want to just binge watch it. Like just watch it from like one to 10. I don't, I don't want to do that. So I watched four episodes and then I'll watch the next couple of episodes. I'm going to break it down. So I'm following Scott Wood's advice on, on how to watch this thing. But I'm going to tell you, it just looks so good. So, so good. And uh, I, I just like the stylized nature of it. I just love the way it looks. I'm not familiar with Neil Gaiman's um, books on this kind of stuff. I, I, it, I've never read any of his books um uh, but i know he has a huge fan base um and uh and people love and wait for these books you know it's just like any any of these kinds of books so i um so i'm i'm a fan i don't, I don't know if i'm gonna read these books though i like i that's that's beyond the pale for me um because I'm, I'm spending my time reading all the the black fantasy sci-fi writers that's that's where I want to spend my time, and uh, uh, so all these other people, yeah, fine, good, um, d- do it. But I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna spend my time reading all the folks that uh, all the black folks who write some amazing stuff, amazing. Like I've got to read the uh, the sequel to to uh uh, uh Children of Blood and Bone. I got to read the sequel and I have it. I don't know when I'm going to get to that though. <laughs> I, think, I think that's going, I think, uh, listen, it took me a while to get to children of blood and bone. Tegan gave it to me as a, a birthday present for my 55th birthday. I am 59. I just finished the damn book. Like what? Last, last summer was I just finished it. So, uh, <coughs> Uh, and then I got Children of Virtue and Vengeance, so I got to get to that, and I believe they're making a mini-series of Children of Blood and Bone, I believe. I know I know uh, one of Octavia Butler's books is getting a treatment. I want to say Kindred. I just finished Kindred. Ooh, child, Kindred was a ride. I, I don't even know, Lord have mercy, I don't even know how I would have survived that if that happened to me. I, I'd have just been like, Mm-mm, I ain't never going back. <laughs> I, you, I'd listen. I'd have to just go back in time one time to to slavery times to know enough to say, I don't give a damn. You will die. I, we'll figure this out because I know nature abhors a vacuum. So even if you die, our ancestors will figure out a way to come through because. I'm not coming back to these times. <laughs> I'm just not. Woo, child. I was just like, I had to, you know, when I was reading Kindred by Octavia Butler, I had to skip ahead almost to the end to make sure that, you know, this thing ended some kind of way that I could walk away from this and not feel crazy. And, and yeah, it was fine. But, woo, that book caused me a lot of, and I don't even like to bandy about the word anxiety because I just think it's overused. <laughs> but it, it caused me a little bit of, woo child. That's what it caused me. It caused me a woo child. Woo child. I got through it. And so now I'm finishing up. Um, she's doing my undoing. But now I'm trying to think what I'm going to read next. I think I have to read something lighter. My next book really is um, Bell Hook Salvation. But somebody said, mm, "Don't don't do it yet. Just read something else." <laughs> so I might have to. I mean, I have to go and look at my um, my pile because I'm pulling from my pot now. I got books all over my house, up against walls in the in the dining room hutch. I mean, books are everywhere. So I'm not at a loss for books. That's why I'm not buying any books. So I, I'm thinking I might go and find something a little lighthearted um i have some summer summer um summer sunny hostin's book uh i was gonna take that one with me to the vineyard and read it in the vineyard i think that's the one i'm gonna take so i don't want to i don't want to start reading that i'm gonna start reading that one when i get there and it should take me a week to read it right because there's nothing else to do i mean there's nothing else i want to be doing you know i might get on the bus and explore around i don't know I always say I'm going to do that. I never do it when I get to the vineyard. You know what I do? I get up in the morning, I have breakfast or coffee or whatever. I might walk into town and then I go right to the inkwell. That's what I do. I do it every single day. And then I sit at the inkwell for hours <laughs> and then I walk back. <laughs> That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. I mean, I might hit some of the shops, I, you know, I'll pop into say la Vie and, I'll go into a, um, um, Cousin Rose's gallery because gallery and art and, you know, and there's always some note cards that I want to buy because I can't really buy the art artwork. So I'll buy the cards. So anyway, I mean, I'll do stuff like that. Like that's that's what I'll do. That's it. So anyway, I'm watching the Sandman. And, oh, I know what else I want to watch. You know, I'm a huge fan of the whole Predator franchise. And if you don't know, um, if you don't know the the Predator story, uh, it's based on, uh, uh, it's it's a continuation of the Predator story. You know, the Predator stories, Sylvester Stallone, uh, the alien warrior goes throughout the universe and collects heads of, conquest so he meets a formidable warrior in Sylvester Stallone right it is Sylvester Stallone right and then uh no Arnold Schwarzenegger oh sorry (laughs) all the same Arnold Schwarzenegger so um Arnold Schwarzenegger did Predator in 1987 and then There was a, uh, then there was a couple of sequels, right? There was one with Samuel, I think Samuel L. Jackson. And I think, uh, one with Sinai Latham. I think there's three of them in, in all. And then, so now this, uh, this young woman, um, is, this is driving me nuts, um, is doing, uh, doing one, uh, let's see what is her name uh uh amber midthunder and i i think she's an indigenous woman so so there's a lot of and i think she's uh i'm trying to get all this right um uh, but there's some there's some good reasons why um she is um, I think producing this or part of the team of this, anyway, it's gotten good reviews. And uh, I mean, come on! So I'm I'm gonna watch that. I think it's on Hulu. <laughs> so the the prey. This particular story transposes the predator to the Great Plains in the 1700s, following a. Oh, she's a Comanche, a Comanche woman named. Uh, Nehru. So this is Mid Thunder. And so she tries to uh oh yeah, Danny Glover. Thank you. I'm getting all my actors mixed up. So Arnold Schwarzenegger, the first one, Danny Glover, the second one, Sinai Latham for the third one, and she survives. And uh, and now this uh this indigenous woman who is playing uh, a Comanche, um um uh, who is trying to prove her abilities as a hunter and so um the alien makes contact and begins killing for sport because that's what it does and so she uh they they try to take it down so i'm looking for i i see i like these kinds of movies i like a good monster movie I know what i don't like i don't like supernatural movies (laughs) i don't like supernatural movies but I do like a good vampire movie. Go figure. I like so anyway, I'm looking forward to watching Prey. But I'm going to get through the Sandman and then I'm gonna, I'm going to go to Prey. And then there's one other thing I wanted to watch that uh that I that I thought was interesting. And then there's a couple of things at the movies that I want to see. So I'm trying to trying to figure out how to like how to have a soft life and get all the things in. <laughs> I'd have a soft life and get all the things in. So, so that's what I'm doing. So in between reading, like I said, I got I to gotta look and see another book. Um, um, Lauren gifted me a, a a book. I think it's called Fat Girl. I think, something like that. And I have to figure out uh, if I want to read that. I, I don't want to, I think the point I'm making is I don't want to read anything heavy. But I might because I got, two weeks before the vineyard so I might it might just be a uh, some kind of heavy book we'll see now so if I start a book today I don't know if I'm gonna take it with me to the vineyard I might I might I might we'll see but I have to I'm working so I'm volunteering at the jazz festival so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of requests to do stuff and to handle stuff so I don't know how much downtime I'll have from setting up to the concert, to the, the, this, that, and the other thing. So I'm gonna, i probably leave my book. Or maybe I'll bring it just in case. I don't know, we'll see, I'll figure it out. Um, and then I come back in the that week. So I have some good time to read. So maybe I'll find something easier, not, not easy, smaller. Not a heavy think piece until I get back. And then I'll take a good summer read um, for the beach, that'll be my beach read. I think that's what I'll do that 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 sounds like that might work. So we'll see. um I you know, I also have the other black girl, so I should read that that might be a that might be a good one to start, and then I can come back and finish that. I'm gonna look around, so I'll know today because i i I'm on one chapter of this book and uh, and I'm gonna go look at my pile again. Because I don't know if I have any any nonfiction in my pile. I hope I do. If I do, then I'll just yank it out of the order. And, you know, I don't know why I'm so twisted about this. I put the damn books in order. I could rearrange them. Like, I don't even know why I'm flipping out about this. Like, it's my damn name. There's no book police coming. <laughs> like, you had this in this order. Now you must suffer. <laughs> What am I doing? I, this is uh, this, this is the hell of my own making. See, see how we create our own hells? So I'm just gonna find a book. Uh, I want something a little less whatever and a little more this something. Cause, uh, cause you know this this um this will be my undoing is really a millennial woman's read. I'm glad I read it because I have better insight into how these young sisters are feeling. You know, at least through the eyes of this sister, this young sister, and uh, it it has been it has gotten on my nerves, and then has given me some aha moments. So I think that's what a good book ought to do. Sometimes, you know, particularly if it's, um, you know, someone uh, essays essays on on being and um, impressive. I like I liked a lot of it. I would say I liked a lot of this book, and then there's a lot of book I didn't like. I didn't not because I don't think it was a good book, only because I I just wanted to go in there and say, girl, if you just listen, <laughs> just to listen, listen. <laughs> it's one. Of the, it's just one of those kind of. I just want to step into a different role. I just want to. like. And, you know, and I could just hear my daughters in this book, you know, with their, with all their angst and anxiety. And I could just hear and see it. And I just was like, oh, Lord. So I, I saw this um, reel this morning. and I posted it to my, my girlfriend's, where this Indian daughter is driving with her mother. She, she's driving and her mother's sitting next to her. So she she she's she's you know she's she's a little pissed over at her mother because she's like I'm calling you I was calling I I'm calling I'm calling you didn't answer and she was like I'm spiraling I'm spiraling I'm calling you and the mother goes you're always spir- you seem to do that a lot like you're always spiraling she's just like let me tell you something why don't you go plant a tree and then talk to it <laughs> that is every mother in my cohort of mothers. Every mother in that 50 to 60 age range who are just like had enough of these young people with their anxiety and their whatever it is. is, and spire at all of that. We're just like, just go plant a tree and talk to it because we are not your therapist. <sighs> and stop calling me. <laughs> so. So that's how. I, so that was when I saw that this morning. That really was the capstone to this book. Uh, how I felt. I was like, I was like, girl. I don't know. I just felt like there were so many ways I wanted to go in and say, but if you just like, girl, don't do that. No, don't do that. Oh my god, really? That's and I can't, and that's how I was doing. It. I was on the porch reading the book, and I was. I get to some old passage where she shares something. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I said, girl, didn't your mama tell you when you're in a foreign country, you don't run off with people. (laughs) Lord have mercy. Lord, black Jesus. You know, but then, and then I thought, you know what? Let me tell you something there, but for the grace of God go I, because there have been times in my life where I've out, you know what? By right, I should not even be sitting here talking. By right, I shouldn't be. But there, but for the grace of God, go I. I'm here. So I can't really, you know, judge or fault that young sister for her choices. I, I wish she would have had more courage. There seems to be a lot of lacking in courage, you know, and uh um. And I, I don't know. I don't know how you get courage. I, I really I, I don't know how to tell people how to get courage. I just I just know how to do the hard things. I just you know, I just like, OK. Let me just do it. Right. And I, I'm. I'm one to rather do things that I don't want to do first. I've always been like that. I'd rather have all the fun stuff on the back burner and get through all the hard stuff first. That's because I. I don't, want, I don't want to enjoy things and then have to go do the hard things. I'd rather just do the hard things first. So if I have a task that I know is going to be a pain in the ass, I would just do it so that I could just be frivolous on the back end. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't like, I don't, I, I don't like that kind of procrastination. I'm not that kind of procrastinator. Now I'll procrastinate about whatever, but I'll, I'll, I won't procrastinate about stuff that I have to do. You know, like I, I, if I don't like it, I'll just go do it because I just want it out the way, and then I want all the time to myself. That's how I am, you know. So I, I cannot, I cannot. I was like, oh, I have to do this. All right, let me just, let me just do it. <laughs> let me just do it. And then and then on the back end, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Now now I can sit, drink, do whatever I want to do. It's out the way. That's how I am. You know, if I have to make the phone calls, if I have to do the things, I'll just do them. So that they'll be done. And then I don't have to worry about it. That's that's how I, that's how I run. Because I, I, I hate to be held hostage by things. That's really what I'm saying. I hate to be held hostage. So anyway, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick a new book today. And I'm gonna start reading it. and then uh I'm gonna watch a couple of episodes of the Sandman I'm not I'm not gonna binge watch. I think I, I think I'm on episodes um, I've, so I did one through four, so I think I'm gonna do five and six and then um seven. Scott laid out a whole thing. so I'm gonna follow his his guidance and uh and just and just go that's what I that's what I uh I want to do and uh and go from there ooh that's a lot going on <laughs> so until I get all the way can I just tell you my favorite song on the renaissance the Beyonce renaissance album is cozy now if you've not heard cozy i like it i this this is my favorite i mean of course I like, you can't break my soul, you can't break my soul, you can't break my soul, I, I'm all for that, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, I could, I could jam it all night, but cozy, that's the one for me, that just speaks to me on a lot of levels, I just love it, and to anybody who, who is like, not feeling Beyonce, I, I don't know what to tell you, you, you need to go get some Jesus, or prayer, or something, you need to, <laughs> cuz if you you know people who don't like it don't understand the dance mix they don't they they didn't grow up in a time where dance music ruled so what she did was she she married dance disco and house music so she married these two genres together and came up with all this good music so if if, if you've never grew up listening to dance uh, disco music or house music then this whole scene it's gonna be over your head, and you're just gonna be annoyed, you know, because you just want her to be singing to the left, to the left, all the time, or whatever, or whatever suits you. So, um, so this is not that, and this is not lemonade either. Which lemonade was profoundly amazing. And the little woman's book that I'm reading, uh, um, this will be my undoing. She writes a whole thing about, you know, lemonade and people's thoughts about it. I, I, I don't have that thought, but I think because. I sit from a very different place in my life. I'm old, older, older. I'm not old yet. I don't want to keep saying I'm old. I'm older. So things hit differently. So things hit differently. So when I listen to Lemonade, I have all the, I have all the angst and all the drama feels kind of that young, these young sisters have. I mean, cause this is Beyonce's cohort of folks, you know, that like her. I like her, love her, you know, but I, her music hits me differently because I'm, I'm older. I'm damn near her mother's age uh, I think her mother's like a 10 years older than me right 10 12 years older than me so so it hits a little differently when I hear these songs of you know betrayal and all this other kind of stuff and liberation and empowerment it means something entirely different to me <laughs> than 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 to these young sisters who are reading it I get it you know uh but I, I I I like this Renaissance because she is reminding us of, of music that we haven't listened to in a very long time. I mean, I, I listen, I, I listen to disco all the time and I like house music. What house music all night long? Say what house music all night long. Say what house music all night long. So I like it. You know, I like it with a little big freedia. I like it all of it, all of it. You know, big freedia exists because Sylvester existed. And if you don't know who Sylvester is baby go google because I I can't I don't got time to teach you but if you if you got some if you want to know who Sylvester is go 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 google Sylvester who was who was the 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 patron of house music right the patron saint of house music so big Freedia is just carrying on a long tradition of that kind of music that dance hall music with the vibe and the underground kind of feel to it so I like it so anyway cozy is my song so go listen to cozy I'm gonna I'm figure out how to put it on a reel and see myself sitting around being cozy I love it I just love it so so yeah so whatever whatever you may think of Beyonce I I think she's hella talented and uh, renaissance has won me but you know as far as i'm concerned she really can do no wrong <laughs> uh, i'm here to tell you i like that young sister uh, you know she did everything that we said we want young sisters to be and do and uh, and she did it and doing it so i ain't mad at her i'm kind of i'm kind of kind of kind of cool with that so and you know she got and she brought everybody to the party you know, except uh, uh, Kellis, Kellis, you know, Kellis got a little up in her feelings about stuff that didn't really. I, I don't even know how to say this. Like, girl, your beef ain't with Beyonce. Your beef is with Pharrell. <laughs> you need to go. You need to go take your misdirected energy to Pharrell. Who, who? Yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna rehash that mess. Because it is it's just not worth my more of my time. But I will say this. Beyonce's got an equal amount of haters, I'll tell you that. And uh and that's yeah. So anyway, I see Malcolm Gladwell is, you know, making some so. <laughs> uh he, Malcolm Gladwell slams working from home what have you re, what have you reduced your life to says the man who works from home you <laughs> just can't make this ish up it's like Malcolm Gladwell you're a writer Everything. you're a writer and a podcaster everything you do is from home and now you're lamenting that people other people are working from home do you want to be the only cat working from home <laughs> I don't child go sit down are you you must need some hits on your podcast or something or you or you just want people to, you just want to remind people that you're still alive and well I mean you 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 ain't been in the office culture since when <sighs> I don't know child I think I think you know he just wants to let people know he is alive and well and still relevant I guess because otherwise why would you say this dumb stuff like you don't even work in nobody's office who, who are you talking to <laughs> who are you talking about because I mean if you're writing it has to be really from your perspective and and if your perspective is not from some office space who, what the hell are you doing <laughs> I don't I'm like these people are crazy everybody's got long COVID and it's crazy I'm just convinced I was like, child. I don't even know. Listen, I tell you what: Black folks who could work from home are happy to be working from home. You know why? Because we don't got to deal with those microaggressions in offices and white spaces with people. That has been a real plus. I will say that, I, just from what I hear from my friends, it doesn't bother me because I I already work someplace black, so I don't ha- I don't have any of those. But I I know what it's like to work in white spaces. I've done that. So, <sighs> anyway, oh, boo-hoo, Alex Jones. Alex Jones got beat down, but not nearly beat down enough for me. $45 million, yeah, and whatever else. And and then you had to say you believed in the Sandy Hook. I don't even know how that, I don't even know how he was able to be in the world with that thought. I, I don't even know how he got to get people to believe this. That's just baffling to me. You know, we are a country of fools and just dummies and ninny heads. We have to be that all these people would just go with him with this belief that those little kids that was killed in Sandy Hook here in Connecticut were actors and their parents are actors and it was staged. I'm like, what? Seriously? And people went with this. I, I, don't, under, I don't understand it. I, I really, I really, really don't understand it. But you know what? Everybody gets their day. Everybody gets their day. And uh, and the, the four, four current and former Louisville police officers are uh, federally charged in Breonna Taylor's death. Uh, have been charged. So now, whether they get convicted, who knows? But charges have been brought. You know, because it, it you know all the lies, all that stuff is laid out. There's more stuff that you know these these folks lied. And <sighs> former detective Joshua James, 40, detective Kelly God Goodlett and sergeant Kyle Manny were charged with submitting a false affidavit to search Taylor's home. I I don't know why they was doing that. And then working together to create a false cover story in an attempt to escape responsibility for their roles in preparing the warrant affidavit that contained false information. That that should send you to jail. It should. And so ex-detective Brett uh, Hankinson is alleged uh, to have willfully used unconstitutionally uh excessive force when he fired his service weapon into Taylor's apartment through a covered window and covered glass door oh my god I I yeah they get you get what you get you get what you get you get what you get that she should be alive today you know she should be alive today her her boyfriend was not a drug dealer and 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 she was not dating a drug dealer and I don't know what that beef was with them, but <sighs> we'll see. Lord help us. Anyway, so tomorrow I got, uh, got, uh, Steve Ham is my guest tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be talking about pivot, um, you know, and, uh, it is, uh, addressing global problems through local action by Steve Ham, And y'all know Steve Ham. He's a filmmaker here. Um, Uh, He's an author, he's a journalist and a filmmaker, and he's worked for a number of newspapers and magazines, including Business Week and the San uh, Jose Mercury News, and has made documentary films about immigration, policing, and opioids. He is a co-author of Smart Machines, IBM's Watson, and the Era of Cognitive Computing, uh, Columbia 2013, and The Rise of the Data Cloud 2020, among other books. So he'll be my guest tomorrow. I can't wait to talk about this book. And uh, I, I know him. He lives here, and uh, and I'm sure it'll be an engaging conversation. And then Wednesday, I'm talking to uh, uh, Gary Gates, who uh, runs the uh, one of the three guys who runs the uh, the summer league at the Lincoln Bassett basketball court. So so I got, I'm talking to some good people this week. So I'll be back tomorrow. Same bat channel, same bat time. Y'all be cool out here in these hot ass streets. You know, don't overdo yourselves and uh, just be cool, people. Drink some water. Sit down. I'll see (laughs) y'all.